What's up, YouTube nights? Happy new comic book day to you, and welcome to Lords of the Long Box. This is your boy DJ TiVo from the Lords Crew. We got another live chat coming at you today, man. We're gonna be simulcasting on Twitch. Matter of fact, I see it on Twitch right now. So holler at all the uh, Twitchians, Twitchanites, whatever you guys are called. Also, want to uh, yeah, all right, Twatchians, because people watch on Twitch. Uh, you want to be called a twatch? I don't know. No, that, sounds no, kinda, no. that sounds kind of nasty. Uh, once again, I got my co-host and a producer in charge, my man, Dark Side Jedi. Say what's up to you. Yo, people. what's up, party people? Happy As Wednesday. always, I got my co-MC, MC Geminis. Say what's up to the party people. What's going on, Geminis? Mount up. And from Otto's Grotto, three men in the basement, new Lords member. Say what's up to the party people, Otto. What's up, everybody? I'm so excited to be here. So I got a new one. How about, how about oh, big shout out to all my Autobots out there, all right? Ah. So my Autobots. So I like that. that. I like that, dude. Autobots. And you Autobots. spell it O-T-T-O? I love it. Of course. It. If I was a machine gun, I'd be an automatic. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just, I can carry it away now, all right? You, all right. <laughs> the saying is quit while you're ahead, but I dig exactly. that. I dig exactly. that. All right. I do like that. Maybe right. I'm what, really was that old, what was that? The old Simpsons Auto Man? Yeah. Auto. yeah. Oh, Otto. Yeah. Otto Man too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Otto is Blato. That's right. <laughs> we need to get Dark Side Jedi a uh, new alias. Uh, well, we got him MC Hate, right? We got him. MC so, Hate. Speaking of which, MC Hate has hit again. Yo. Check out his Venom reaction video. Check it out. Uh, Ed Hardy. Likes it or not. Uh, so shout out to everybody in on and also, guys, this is be the first show that we will be extracting the audio from and what? be putting on a podcast, probably iTunes, because I don't know what other one. But shout out to everybody that's in the YouTube verse. Marco 808, Jesse St1A's, Oroz Knox, Stay Puff 83, Jason Smith, Sergio Morales. I don't even know how to spell your name, say your name, but I think it's Jal Vicente, Wobbles. Uh, what's up to the people over on Twitch? My boy, Andrew Speed of Frost is going to be holding it down. I made him a moderator because he's one of the few people I know that use Twitch. Mm. So we got that going. So uh, let's go over the week's subjects. Well, we forgot one very good friend of ours. Uh, how can I forget that? Once again, folks, this show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B for 10% any, uh, any KRS Comics exclusives. He's always got some cool stuff. They got some stuff that they're going to be um, giving a, selling that they had left over San Diego Comic-Con. Also, there's going to be a Warren Lou signing at my LCS this Saturday. Uh, they're going to be signing all. He has all those uh, Batman 50s, all the cool stuff that Warren Lou's been doing. He's going to be coming there. And also, I got another signing I'm going to that I'm pretty stoked about at Nuclear Comics. Um Donnie Cates is going to be there. So I'm going to get all my Cosmic wow. Ghost Rider signed. So I got yeah. two local LCS is going to be signings. And you know where they're going to end up at, right? eBay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where I put them, baby. Get a sign and put it on, man. So uh, it looks like we're uh, we're up on Twitch now. So Frost, going to hold it down on the Twitch end. I'm monitoring both ends. Ryan, hold down. Uh, you're going to have to monitor the live chat. And I'll as well, basically, Ryan... Best. Ryan may be saying like three words the entire show, but they will be deep, <laughs> deep shows. So, uh, and he's going to be introducing the subjects as well as taking well, care of the graphics. Ryan, so let's us introduce off. it. All right. So, hey, let's talk about a little bit of comic book market watch. Um, there's a few books that have been pretty popular the last few weeks. And uh, 
God of Thunder, number six, Spider Ham. What is it? Uh, Peter Porker, the Marvel, Marvel Tales, T A I L S or something. Yep. Um, number one, Omega Man, number three, and uh, Edge of the Spider Verse. Yeah, so let's let's delve into and see why these are hot and why some are hotter than others. The one I found the most interesting is Marvel Tales, Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. And we all know during San Diego Comic-Con, we saw Spider-Ham as one of the versions of um, Spider-Man that's going to be in the Edge of Spider-Verse movie. The other one that's been blowing up, which is, I dig it because it's purely based on comic book first appearances, which is God of Thunder number six which has an appearance of some dude that people have said, the writer of the comic said that that's no, the God of the symbiotes. And we know anything mm-hmm. symbiote related is hot right now. And what I wanted to talk about when we saw that graphic is Spider-Gwen is also in the Edge of Spider-Verse trailer, but that book hasn't really gotten hot. Do you guys remember the first time around oh, when Spider-Gwen sure. was super hot? Mm-hmm. And I think what yeah. killed it is, so many first appearances, and th- there's only one exception to this rule. Greg Land, Edge of Spider-Verse, are, uh, number two, that Greg Land variant, I just looked up nine eights, dude. They're pushing like a grand still. Yeah. Well, because that went down too after the hype died down. Yeah, but it's back gone up. back up. But remember the regular Edge of Spider-Verse number two that was super hot? Super that hot. One, yeah, that one is like all over the place, and it's not getting any play, but that Spider-Ham book is getting play and that God of Thunder book is getting played, mm-hmm. which is interesting because his actual first, um, you know how they do this. They say they retcon the first appearance. His actual first appearance is in Venom number three, where he's named as Null. I think it's Null. It's Cap- is it a silent K? I mean, uh, I don't know. But that's pretty. I, I really dig it when a book gets hot and it's not due to any uh, movie or a comic right, book news. Right. And, and that, that story Otto, is one of the best damn stories I've ever read. Jason by the way. Aaron's killing it over Marvel. Let's let's pop Otto's cherry and let's ask him of those yeah. four books that we just announced. Oh, it was a Mugman three too because uh, yep. Lobo announced to be uh, in the next coming Krypton. season of Krypton. Yeah. That's moving. Mm-hmm. Of those four books, Otto, let's put you on the spot. Which you one of these got the, the most legs? Which one has I got the most? When I was looking at this, I I've been listening. I've been looking at this uh, Marvel Tales. It's funny that they spell it. You know, Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham, the Marvel Tales, T-I-L-S. I've been looking at this book for like a month now because I was at um, GameStop and they were all the Marvel selects here. I don't really like to collect the stuff, but I like to see what's going on. And the guy was like, yeah, they're coming out with uh, uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Ham figure. So I was like, all right, I'll jump on that. I know he's in Edge of Spider-Verse, so or, or I'm, he's going to be in that cartoon. So I'm like, let me check it out. So I went on eBay. And the prices were like 100 bucks for this book. The book came out in 1983, and I bought it off the rack, and I went digging in my lawn box to find mine today. And uh, mine's a pretty nice copy. I did buy it in 1983. When I was a kid, it really didn't matter. It was like Jim Shooter, Larry Hammer did it. Uh, but I think anything Spider-Man right now, or Spider-Man related, is just the way to go with stuff, because he's a very relatable character. This is a kid's, like more towards the kid's too, so you'll have, you know, the... the the kids asking their dads for it and stuff like that. So dads are going to be buying it maybe and stuff like that for their kids. So I think this book is going to go up a little bit more. You know what I mean? So, you know, the funny thing, my first, uh, introduction to spider ham was in that ultimate Spider-Man cartoon on, uh, Disney XD when Loki turned Spider-Man into spider ham. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> the executioner chased him around trying to kill him. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, this book is 1983. I, you know, I was 12 years old when it came out. I jumped on it. The fact that I still have it is unbelievable. Uh, definitely a readable copy. But just anything Spider-Man right now, the Spider-Gwen, I don't really know. Uh, I, I know it's a great story. I wasn't collecting it that when that came out. But um, this is a book, you know, maybe I'll get it pressed and sent in or we'll see what happens with it. But I think yeah. this book is definitely going to keep going up. That's one of those books that I grab whenever I see it because I thought it's funny. It's like yeah. a what if book, right? What do you yeah. say? What yeah. do you think, Jim? Which one do you think's got? Remember, we did the same thing with uh, mm-hmm. Cosmic Ghost Rider and uh, who the fuck was the? I was right about that too. Oh, yeah, Ghost we, Rider. I, we, and, all guess, um, we all guess Cosmic Ghost Rider Goblin. had more legs than Red Goblin. Oh, yeah. Where did Red Goblin go now? What, what say you, Jim? What do you think about right. these four? Otto, get your money. I'm not hating, but <laughs> collectors. Just because Spider-Ham is going to be in an animated movie does not make that book valuable. Being in a movie doesn't make a book valuable. That shit is ridiculous. As soon as the movie comes out and is done over, you know, a week out, that shit's going to go right back to the dollar bin. So please, let's stop hyping up these books. I mean, you're talking. It's not even a real movie. It's it's an animated movie here. How dare you say an animated <laughs> movie is not a real movie? Mm-hmm. But very relatable Bro, characters, though, though. That's the thing. Why is it very relatable? Spider Ham is going to be in a movie. Does that book is all of a sudden worth more? The because, movie's going to come out. But I think that's the that's the that's whole the culture we live in these days. The whole part of buying when let's say I'm sitting there, I'm bored, I got everything. Hey, by the way, Spider Ham is getting. Then you go ahead and snatch that up, or Stupid. let me go dig them my own long box and see what's available. Like long term, probably not. But hey, man, I'll bet my whole. So here's the deal: people get it twisted. Yeah, Iron Man went up in value when he uh, had his own movie in the MCU. That's Iron Man. Not Spider-Ham. Like, a legit character will uh, appreciate in value and hold value, like a like a like an Avenger or, or somebody important. But these little one-off gimmicky things are not going to stand the test of time. I consider you these know, it's penny cool, stocks, it's, man. It's yeah, cool but- that it fluctuates the market, like you were saying, right? It's like stocks. So, I, I, you know, and I used to play that game, too, but... It's just so stupid to me, man. <laughs> hey, what up to uh, JLS Comics, who's in the Twitch feed now, too. Here's my thing on this thing. I think it's fun for those who have it and those who want to go out and buy it. Hey, go shoot that price up so I can flip my shit, right? <laughs> exactly. But you know, thing, you though, let's, let's flip the script and let's talk about Miles Morales, who's going to be the main character in the Edge of Spider-Verse. Unf- okay. That book was hot before he was an... Uh, a character that has been announced, but there's also so many, there's so many copies of it out there, right? Just like yeah. Miss, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but let's look at Captain Marvel now and what that mm-hmm. book is going through. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just kind of, especially if you think about San Diego Comic-Con, right? Nobody saw Spider-Ham in person. So imagine if this was announced, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago with before the advent of social media, nobody would have known Spider-Ham was going to be in a movie because only the people in Hall H saw that information, right? So it's one of those fun little... And here's the thing about Spider-Ham. Don't sleep on it yet, folks. It's a very small print run. There are not that many out there. If you think about Miles Morales, that shit is all over the place. Omega Man 3 has been, you know, that's all over the place. And you don't know what the hell is going to happen on Krypton, right? But, you know, Spider-Ham is, I think, is just one of those one-offs. It's like getting a... Uh, uh, the Marvel no prize book is just one of those weird kind of one-offs, you know, it's just like, you remember when Thor frog was popular? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All that? Well, put, put it this way, Tebow, if somebody comes into your house and they're not a comic fan and they see a 9.8 Marvel tales, right? 
and they say, what is that? And you're like, oh, it's the first appearance of Spider-Ham. They're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I'm going to say that's Peter Porker. Right. <laughs> it's let me talk about this, Peter though, right? Porker. So if Ultimate, Ultimate Fallout 4 is the first Miles Morales, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. no way, that, there's no reason why that book should be worth more than Omega Men. If we're talking print run numbers, right? Because there's got to be a shit ton more Ultimate Fallout 4. Omega Men never got his due, man. It's kind of like an X-Men 4 Omega Red book. You know, it's a very yeah. popular villain. More popular than Omega Red, I would say. But I think it's going to hurt the book's value that it's just a TV show and not a movie. And it's going to hurt it more that it's on Krypton. Right. I mean, it's not, right. you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. the last time people were speculating Omega Men, it was when they thought he was going to be in the DCEU. But now, right. Right. I think that really hurts the market value when, because eh, if you remember, let's go back a couple of years when all the Flash books were really hot because people were speculating on the fucking tiger the shark guy or whatever right. the why does that book matter right exactly it's flavor of the week man yeah it's flavor of the week but you, but you know what here's the thing man like auto has it if you want to flip it flip that bitch right when the first trailer get comes up money. show spider ham get paid and get, get paid and, and i know this is off topic but y'all that have those uh walking dead number ones you should probably flip those too yeah <laughs> drop that before that show is off yeah, the air because rick is gone next season i don't know who's gonna hey if rick is gone then it's like michonne is gone i think that show is on his and it's not his last leg so you know yeah. what we'll, 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 well you know what thing. it was a fantastic show and speaking of fantastic they're gonna oh, get some more fantastic points we're Woo. gonna get some uh fantastic four variants coming out pretty soon you guys they look great get a ton of them yeah look at them I think we're all no. excited that the first family is back with launching a bunch of number ones. So I just wanted to ask Otto and Jim of these variants. I we just picked the six that we kind of dig, and because there's a bunch of oh, them. there's a ton. There's a bunch of them, but I, what we're what we're going to talk about now are the ones that we like. And Otto, why don't you why don't you say which ones you're really going to dig, or you think that like, people should go out and pre order because they are all available for pre order right now. Yeah, well, the Alex Ross one is definitely one of my favorites, and that's a one in fifty. Um, when I was looking at that, and that is just really very, very um, throwback to Johnny Storm and his unit and his suit. Yep, that's the powers, old. Yeah, you for know those what you I mean? can't see, our, we're on podcasts. We're explaining it's the classic Fantastic Four in their in their classic uniforms. And I'll take you one up on that. There is the Virgin uh, logo variant, yep. meaning the Fantastic Four is not on the page. That's a one in two hundred uh, variant. Is it really? And I just, <laughs> I, just I, get order, I just pre-ordered mine, man. If your LCS is ordering them, make sure you pre-order that one now. That Alex Ross yeah. Virgin logo is going to be hot, but you get to flip it quick, man. And for those yeah. of you listening on uh, on iTunes, you can definitely go to unknowncomicbooks.com and see all right. of the list of comics that are available. Yeah, you guys can go there now because I already bought mine. So go and snatch yourself. <laughs> yeah, <pick it> up. <laughs> Normally, I won't I, tell people where I got my shit. I uh, I definitely like also the four art germ ones. Um, those are for you guys listening. Those are actually just characters that Art Germ did um, on an individual cover. So there's four books. I think that the thing is, you know, pretty badass. Uh, the thing is pretty bad. It's I've been really kind cool. of like a uh, Art Germ detractor because I all his women kind of look the same, and I don't think I've ever seen him draw dudes. But uh, the Human Torch looks cool. But uh, no, he drew looks- a Superman, I think, and it looked like a chick. <laughs> yeah i don't know man that thing heart turn what in the face what, what, like it was the same girl type face but it was on superman i think which one do you like smalls yeah I'm, I'm an alex ross fan but again i'm going to sound like the grumpy old guy here even though i might be the youngest guy out of the panel I if you wanted about to that. spec on fantastic four you should have bought a fantastic four number one last year oh, or the year before two years ago 
Oh, right. Shit, you know, that's the book to own. That's the long-term investment. These manufactured collectibles are a quick flip, like you said, TiVo. And if you're, yeah, it depends on what your budget is to flip, right? You're going to go for the rarest manufactured print run, and you're going to try to CGC 9.8 fast track that thing and, and sell it on eBay. But um, that's your, you have like, what, a two, three month window maybe before oh, you start no. money. You got a two or three week window to flip them. Yeah, uh, that's, that's when it's going to be. Ryan, so throw the graphic see, back up there, and I'm going to tell people what I think is going to be the hottest one of them all. Um, and I don't, not many people are talking about it. It's the first appearance of a new Fantastic Four villain. Uh, her name is the Reaver, I believe. And she's going to, her first appearance is in Fantastic Four number one. So basically, any one of the variants will have her first appearance. But there is one that features her on the cover. I believe there's two, actually. So get that one. That one's going to be hot. And of course, there's the old standbys Adam Hughes, that's going to be hot. And J. Scott yeah. Campbell, who I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He's oversizing Sue Storm by putting a big four in front of her cleavage is only J. Scott Campbell can do. Yeah. And what's dope is uh, you guys remember um, like FF right around 349 that they introduced a new team that had the Hulk, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, right. and Spider-Man. Here's a look at so, that book. Yeah. So Art Adams is redoing that cover for one of the FF variants where it's the team of Miss. Actually, it was Hulk like Mr. Fix-It. Here's the issue of FF1. It's the new villain, and her name is The Reaver. And uh, the actual writer mm. of the comic announced this at San Diego Comic-Con. And I would think this is the variant to get because there's only two of them that I found so far that features this villain-ness on the cover. So I think that will be the hot variant to flip. And if that villain becomes hot, like no, the god of symbiotes, or uh, not uh, Red Goblin, then I think that's the one to get. But I think that Art Adam ones is cool because you know what? He's paying homage to himself. He did a Fantastic Four 349 cover that features the new team. And you know which Hulk version it was? Mr. Fix-It. Hmm. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned Art Adams or Arthur Adams. Uh, what about that wraparound cover you were talking about earlier? Oh, yeah. This Look is one. This one is tits, yo. This one I'm really digging. Arthur Adams did a commission for a, a customer. Of a, Basically, he redid the cover for Fantastic Four 100, the famous Jack Kirby cover, the anniversary oh, issue. Great. So Marvel liked it so much they're doing fantastic fours issues one and two wraparound connecting variant covers by arthur adams that's going to be hot too because you know i love anniversary issues and I, it's kind of cool that imagine you're the dude that has the original commission that they end up doing these covers for you mm. think that piece of original art is going to be hot oh yeah. for sure and and i'll tell you what i've always really enjoyed connecting covers you know i don't know if you some people might think it's a gimmick but i think they're pretty sweet I like the Robin War you got, man. I'm oh, trying to get that's that an awesome! Man. I love. You guys that. haven't seen the Robin War? It's done in like a, a old school graffiti. The Lee, font what is his Robin. name? Lee Biermo or Bajermo? I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, Lee but man, he <laughs> kills it. Yeah, you just like you killed his last name. B. I think it was a high, silent J. Biermo. I don't know, but you know what's you know. interesting? You know how there's always been that story that Marvel, like, uh, they purposely sabotaged the FF books because Fox owned it. Right. Well. It, look what happened. Marvel got facts back, and there are Fantastic Four, all kinds of stuff. I think, Jim, you dropped, remember we talked about it, where you said the yeah. some of the future uh, FF, like, uh, hardcovers or omnibuses? Oh, are star I know. I said it on this show months ago, uh, because in my world of collecting an omnibus and statues, I think we got a little bit more of a heads up when we got Fantastic Four omnibuses uh, solicited and uh, companies starting uh, to get the green light to make X-Men statues. Yeah, you mentioned rumor about them uh, 
putting the kibosh on the Fantastic Four books. I don't think it was a rumor. I think it was clear as day that they were like, oh, okay, we're killing Wolverine. No more Fantastic Four. We're, we're pushing Inhumans. And you know what? I ain't mad at them because they're like, why should we be giving Fox this free kind of marketing and advertising? Won't we get it back in-house and we can, you know, we can do just like remember last week we talked about Uncanny X-Men is being relaunched. They would have never announced that way if Fox was owning the properties. But now they're like, all right, we want a flagship X-Men book back. Right. So that's why they're going to yeah. do Uncanny. So, you know, Marvel's yeah. there's some big stuff that's happening, man. And, and as a fanboy, we should be excited that. You know that Marvel's got all their shit back and they're doing it, man. But uh, yeah, what's next, no, Ryan? I'm happy for sure. Uh, up next, so do you guys like top tens? I love top tens. Are you kidding me? Well, want to go through the top ten most sold slabs over the past week? Let's, Let's do that. Um, <laughs> and um, shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to people in the lo- live chat. King to Golden State. Thank you for being yes, our moderator thank you. since Dark thank Side you. Jedi can't be in there. King of the Gold say hold those suckers in check. Um, so and, no, and, and he also told me how to pronounce uh, Bermeo. Lee Bermeo. <laughs> thank you very much. Like so there's a lot of great channels out there that do like top 10 lists. CBC, CBC, uh, CBSI does a great top 10 of hot variants. Do you remember the Wizard Magazine when they used to have the top yeah, 10 yeah, comics? There's still websites that do that. And shout out to Comic Tom 101 who is working with uh, CBSI. It's like a comic book speculating group that was big on Google. And they have an Instagram. And he's doing this top 10 of like hot variants and, you know, books of things that come out on Wednesday. But being that our audience is kind of like, I would like to say, the seasoned collector, not that there's anything wrong with the new books, but I would say a lot of us probably don't really get involved with that stuff because it's so hard to keep up with. So our my our friends at ComicsMV.com helped us out in compiling a list, and this list is a top 10 most sold slabs. Now, not raw books, most sold right. slabs within the last two weeks, and what's good about their site is they compile data from eBay, ComicLink, Comic Connect, and I think uh, Heritage Auctions. We won't see it on this much as because you have to imagine Heritage Auctions have you know what are they quarterly or monthly? So those big big books, we can actually do one of those lists if you guys want. So we're gonna go over these. These are the most moved slabs over the last two weeks, and the list will surprise you. I want people in the live chat to go ahead and guess what number one through three is. Hey, real quick, before I forget this idea, we should also compare Comics MV to GPA one day. Just saying. That's what, a good you know, idea. So you, you can know what, see what's going back and forth. You know what Comics Envy does though is they actually put CBCS in there. I don't think GPA does that, right? They only do um, um, CGC books, right? That's correct. Understanding. You should check that out. That's a future episode. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Now, for those out there who still like to use PGX, know that Comics Envy and GPA do not recognize PGX graded books when they factor in the value. Because <laughs> nobody's buying them. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you're if you want to be sponsored by PGX, I'm pretty sure it's easy. So uh, go out and do what you got to do, man. So holla at your boy, New Mutants 100, right? Yep. The first X-Force. And we all know the wow. X-Force are coming eventually, but it's not going to be the cats we saw in Deadpool 2 because they all fucking died, man. I really feel bad for people who speculated on Shatterstar. You know, oh, my God. Unbelievable. Tell me, hey, is this uh, is this C- is this graded like what nine? Yeah, these are graded. I think these are all these are all slabs all over the last two weeks. So I mean, we can. But I don't think it matters them. about grade. Yeah. I, I think these yeah. are just slabs total. Yeah, slabs man, total. This is a, a dollar book. Isn't that funny how this shit works? Now I'm really feeling like an old man. So here's something that, interesting, man. Everybody who snatches this up are going to forget about. There's a white cover, second or third print. There's yeah, two, there's there's yeah. two extra other printings. There's yeah. a gold and a silver with white background. 
Yeah. I'm surprised so, Lyfield didn't break this information. You know what I mean? Because he <laughs> all, all, loves to tell all his stuff. You know what you know, I mean? Lyfield that, hyped, uh, he, he hyped X-Force 2 around the time of the, before yeah. the first Deadpool movie came yeah. out. So should I if, slab my five copies? If Lyfield <laughs> was flexible enough, he'd suck his own dick. Can I say that? <laughs> I just said it. Fuck him. All right. Next. Best bangs next, in the business. Right? Well, yeah. number nine. Best bangs in the business. Yo, man. <laughs> and I think this one had a lot to do with the movie, to be honest. Yeah. And well, the next one book, is, yeah, so I think this won't be on our list the next time we talk about it, which is Infinity Gauntlet number no. one. But although I think it will ratchet back up right around when Avengers 4 starts coming around. Uh, Let me I tell think, you something. There's a lot of nine eights of this book, but it's a rough book. Have you ever tried to uh, slab these? No, I, I have one through six raw that I've had for a long time. But, and I'm thinking... Yeah. I'm better off just selling them raw near mint because, yeah. like we've always discussed, if these come back a nine two or nine four, fuck it, you just forget you it. Yeah. Lost money. This this book is an interesting book because you know Perez did this, and this was a right. great read when it first came out. But the black covers, I know you guys have said this before, black covers are so hard because any little ding in it is a color break. You know what I mean? But not for sure. It's a tough book, and just the 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 print run. I've seen so many of these raw, and they all have like these terrible corners that are ripped yeah. a little bit. My boy subbed one of these that had a huge color ba- uh, breaking spine tick, and it got a nine eight. I was like, "Yo, somebody was drunk that day grading this book, bro." Friday afternoon at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do not get a reslab or crack it open to get it signed. That's what kills me is when people have nine eights and they want to crack it to get it signed. I was like, "Dude, just be happy you got that shit as a nine eight. Have them sign the it. slab on the outside, shit. Yeah. All right. Oh number, my god! Number... I remember that somebody had like a stage. Hey, can you just sign the outside of my <laughs> my case? <laughs> I think it was a whole one eighty one that I saw like that. I saw a Batman one with Stan Lee's signature on it. Yeah, wow, so the cleaning lady puts Windex on it and fucking erases the fucking signature. All right, so number eight. Right. Yeah, yep. so remember this one, man? Yeah. There for a while there, it's been hot. So we're looking at, I forgot we need to tell people that are listening on a podcast. Number eight on the list is Amazing Spider-Man 361. First full appearance of Carnage. So this has been sold 19 times over the last two weeks. So, and we all know anything venom related and so here's a little thing that this book they may not be appear on the next list that we do this is because there was some confusion that um carnage was in the venom trailer no that's not carnage it's a dude named riot which is a symbiote some man i did there are a shit ton of symbiotes you know what i don't hey, like C- oh go ahead i was gonna say does cgc even recognize what book is riot's first appearance uh they will now I- what book that is <laughs> i couldn't tell you what it is either is it um is it it's something a, at least a protector or is it yeah, something a, separate i looked it up and then i just gave up me and ryan were trying to figure it out we're like we still don't know who the fuck mm-hmm. dude is it, but <laughs> okay. you know what he's gonna appear in a venom movie and never show up again so spec at your own risk is my thing yeah. if you haven't seen riot in a comic recently you're not gonna see him at all you know right next right i actually just picked that one up um, I got a. I paid four hundred for it for a nine eight, and that's about GPA for that book, the three sixty one right there. So, I don't know. I figure I don't see a nine eights that often, so yeah. I picked it up. So, and, and this one, this is number I, seven. Number seven yep. is Secret Wars. Number eight's been sold twenty times in the last tw- uh, two weeks, and this we've talked about it before on our show, where we're like, what are comics that every collector should have in their collection? Secret for Wars sure. number eight has to be iconic. First appearance of the black alien costume. Eh, it's there with something else, but this just happens to be the most popular one, right? There's a there's a couple of uh, different ways you can look at what the first appearance is, and obviously this is venom based. You guys see the common theme here, right? That's right. 
You know what else is the common theme? All these books have millions of copies floating around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's why there's also sold so many of them. You know what I mean? That's why, right. like, like anything in Copper Age through, if they're not nine eights, then you know it's kind of like, man, you're you're like, except yeah. ASM three hundred one, which is damn near impossible yeah. to get a nine eight. You know, John. So you know what's funny? So Riot, yes, I looked it up, and someone in the chat mentioned uh, his first appearance is like Lethal Protector four or five. If you're telling me that Lethal Protector five is going to be a valuable book. That's like insane. It's funny how Lethal Protector One has always been a five dollar book, fifty dollar book, and nine point eight. But right. I wonder if that book has that crept up a, a little bit. Well, what's funny? I, what's funny, Jim? I'm noticing on this list so far is you had mentioned how you think you know movies shouldn't shouldn't uh, make a book worth anything, right? But right. all these books so far has been have been movie books because we're yeah. stupid. No, no, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, I'm stupid. I don't know. But listen, I think this is. This is a direct result of the movies and fans getting into new into the comic book world. You know what I mean? This isn't for like guys like me and you guys who've been collecting for a long, long time. These are new collectors, new people trying to get up in the hot trends and trying to buy stuff. So this is all definitely, I think, movie related. You know, uh, Listen, and, I, and I don't want to sound like a hater. You guys know me. I, I, I do well flipping books, right? So it's like uh, it's frustrating because it's like nobody cared about these books last month. Nobody cared about Riot until yesterday. So right. that's just the frustrating part, but I guess it's good for the hobby somewhat. I don't know. I think well, that's so. the beast though. That's how it's been since, you know, ever but, since wizard magazines have been out and, 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 uh, Everett alluded to it a little bit. He didn't say it outright, but a lot of people, movies and TV shows are their first experience with comics at all. Right. You know, so they go to see, oh, what's this Avengers Affinity War? And they're like, holy shit. Now they want to read more. You know, so that could be their first experience at all ever. Yeah. But also, if you if you take this as a companion piece to what we did earlier about the hot raw books, that's more of the modern flip speculation. You know what I mean? Right, I mean right. Right. What we're doing now is what me, Jim, uh, Otto, you probably do more so than the other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. We look for slabs. We look for key True, issues right. and things. And you know what? The key is the buying just all the keys and hopefully they'll pop. Eventually, That's right. right? So number, so number <laughs> six on the list, we have Shazam number one. Uh, yeah, okay. I remember so, buying like five raw copies of this back in the day, like specking on it. And I just gave up and sold them. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes, you know, you gotta be patient, man. So this is the first silver yeah. age appearance of the original Captain Marvel Shazam's told 21 times. And you know what? It's probably only going to go up more. Uh, oh, copies going to be big sold. time. Yeah. And it's a, it's a book that you can get in 9.8. That's not a stupid price. I don't know about now, but at least it was. And they're hard to find in high grade too, because yeah. the white cover and the binding that it's using on these 20 mm -hmm. cent comics, but that's good. Hey, DC made the list. That's right. Yeah. Back to Marvel. Bye. Numbers five. So New Shazam Mutants, number one. New Mutants Captain Marvel. New, you know what? I'm surprised. All right. So number five on the list. We're at number five, right, Ryan? Yep. Yeah. Number Jeez. five on the list is New Mutants 98. So 23 times. There's a shitload of copies of this. Now, now keep in mind, this is in two weeks. Yeah, so two, two books. Weeks. What? Seven, two books 14. Day, yeah, yeah 14. essentially almost. Still two going. It's amazing. But to me, Deadpool, how, this book makes yeah. this makes more sense to me than any of the other books that we've looked at. Yeah, I I, I just thought everybody had a copy already. I know. I don't. <laughs> this is a book. This is another book that should be a staple in your collection, right? I mean, this is a book that you should have. It's you know, it's, it's iconic. It was one of the this ASM three hundred. This yeah. You know, those are the yeah. only books that came out during that time. That's really 
you know, I guess I uh, suck as a collector then. I had five <laughs> copies. I sold them all. I don't even have, I never even owned one. I had four copies, and this was right. Uh, before the movie was is right when the movie's announced some dude was on a facebook group saying i got four rock hobbies near mint uh you want somebody want to buy them uh and then he was pricing them out like three or two or three hundred each i go i'll give you a grand for all four of them right now he goes okay so right. i graded them two came back nine eight two came back nine six and i was right. able to yeah. triple my money there you right. go so, you know, and that was, and I did it right before that. And I'm glad I did because, you know, Rob Liefeld kind of rubbed me the wrong way with all of his fucking self-serving prickness. So if Rob, you're watching. <laughs> you I like, I like Rob yeah. Liefeld. He, that's how I would be if I was famous like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. If I had only done one thing really are, well Jeff. back in the 80s, I would just fucking constantly promote that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, from Rob Liefeld to Todd McFarlane, Spawn number one is the number four most sold book. This is such a crazy list to me, man. I got to tell you, man. It's so funny. Surprising, right? 26 times in the last two weeks, Spawn number one, a uh, graded copy of Spawn number one has been sold. And uh, I, this is a shit ton, is. too. This is a shit ton, too. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were asking a high amount of prices. Right. It just shows right. up, right. you know, Bob McFarlane and Rob Liefeld are both from the same school of self-promotion because they had to when they started Image, right? If you think about Correct. it. Correct. Right? It yeah. had to be like, hey, man, we're no, we're number three, but we need to promote ourselves. And they were the young cats. If you remember Marvel and DC were kind of stuck in the old ways of doing things, but then these image guys came along. They were all about self-promotion, marketing, and they made it, and then they made it crash. So right, <laughs> they were they were essentially like rock stars. You know what I mean for what they tried to do with it. You know what I mean because all those other right. guys in the bullpen. I remember band, seeing they, Rob Liefeld in a Levi's commercial. Remember that shit? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, button yeah. Where did bri- brigade number ones at? <laughs> oh, I, got, I got three of those. That well, we got a number. Oh, we got another number one on the list. Uh, number three. <laughs> Props to Ryan for keeping us on track tonight, man. Holy shit! N- number three on the list. We found a much better uh, host. Sorry, I, I think yeah, right? I think Jem really? I think Jem mentioned this one. Let's see it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. There's your wow. venom, venom lethal protector cracks the top ten. So twenty seven times venom. I'm gonna tell you what. There is a um, what do they call them? Uh, a defect copy that of uh, venom lethal protector number one that is easily at grand sometimes two grand i think it's it was the cover was supposed to be some other color but it ended up being all black and if you go to recalledcomics.com oh, yeah, look up sure. look up that venom lethal protector number one it's an error copy so if you ever come across these in the wild you know damn i you know i had this entire miniseries and i think i gave them to my nephew to just yeah. read his rewards I've got two of these sitting in my LCS. I went digging in her long boxes. I found two of them. I put her in a box. They're sitting in my box. I haven't got to pick it up yet because I, I really don't know what to think about this book. I think it's, <laughs> well, you know, if, it's you read the, if you watch Ryan's trailer reaction to the Venom movie, which is based on Venom Lethal Protector, the comic series, then this comic may be disappearing off the list as soon as the movie comes out. <laughs> right, because, I, you know, I hold all of the sway over everyone's opinion. But go and uh, make what sure I you say go goes, thumbs down people. his video, man, because a lot of people are disagreeing right. with Ryan. Oh, the, you but know what? You, and I, they can. They're allowed. People are allowed yeah, to let me, disagree. Let me tell you, I love this cover. I love the gold foil version. They have a couple of white covered versions now. I think I saw somebody else with one recently on Facebook or Instagram. And and the black cover hit a gem mint 10. I think there's one out there. Oh, that's so it's kind of it was, it's a cool book. I would like to get the error one. Uh, but you can still see the red a little bit in the flakes and all that. Have you seen one of those? I have not. I haven't. I haven't. But this yeah, is a yeah, thicker cover, though, right? 
This well, book is like a thicker cover. Yeah, it's got so like thick kind of cardstock. Card yeah, yeah, so it's actually stock. easy right, right, to right. get. I think our boy, the, the big to do, has this in a ten and nine point nine. I could have bought a nine point nine for like two hundred and fifty bucks a couple years ago, and I didn't jump on it, and someone sold it. And I was pissed. Like just to have it in a nine nine, I thought would have been cool, especially around now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. good, yeah. All right. Yeah, so number there's... two, you guys. What do you think? Any guesses? Hold on, hold on. Number two. Give me a second. Hold on. I sent you the damn files and I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, either do I. I looked at this. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Books it's a second appearance and a first full appearance. What is oh, it? FF 48, 49. Nope. Oh, and uh, Hulk 181. Oh, oh no. shit. Ooh, X-Men 266. So, number two on the list is Uncanny X-Men 266. What? The first full appearance of Gambit. Sold 28 yeah. times. I have mine and I didn't know people were still buying this shit. But that's just I remember when it was hot when they first announced the Ch- Channing Tatum, and in the in the 9.8s were going for like 450. Right, yeah. that was the time to sell the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this yeah. book has been in limbo for me. I don't know. Like, this but here's the character. thing, man. I think anything that people think it can be made into a movie property, Marvel will do it correctly. So now there's you know, look at X Men number one and Fantastic Four number one. What we we're just talking about, right? So any of the the gambits, I need these ancillary characters, you know, they're going to start shooting up in price. I mean, look at Wolverine. Right. We haven't even talked about that. If we pull up this list for like the last two months, Hulk 181 is on there. It's been sold 86, 87 times. It's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. So number one has actually been on here for a long time because I've been looking at this list and I would say at least for the last, I don't know, uh, year or so. Why don't you display with the drum roll, please? Amazing Spider-Man number 300. You know what's interesting is that on this top 10 list, That's there are four uh, Venom-related books yeah, on right. this list. But this, so this one, is is, all, this has been hot for a, a long time now. Yeah. yeah. This is the other book. So New Mutants 98, this book, yeah. you know, uh, ASM 300. Those are the books that, you know, they came out with so many of them. They're, they're there. This has got to be all movie generated. This has got to be all hype generated. Yeah. But I think these books, this book is holding its value, though. You know what I mean? You can get, you're this not going to get a lot yeah. more, but you're getting a decent value for this book now. This right? book yeah. is the first wall book I ever bought in 1989. Mm, I bought nice. it for $50. I kept it stored. And I, when I got it graded, like when I started collecting again in 2007, I took a break until like around 99. And then from 99 to 2007, I, was, I didn't really collect. So I had it sitting in my long box forever. Sent in a CGC, got a 9.6. No press. Jeez. Nice. Take care of my right. shit. It's hard to get a 9.8 out of that book, too, man. It is. It is. But I will say, if you've ever watched our, our Three Men in the Basement, my buddy Roger rescued one from his neighbor, didn't press it, and it came back a 9.8. Nice. So uh, that's hard to get. But that book, too, with the black cover, you get, a, you get a spine tick or two in there, forget it. You know what I mean? I had yeah. one that I sent in. I actually had four. I sent them all in, and they never, none of them came back higher than like a nine four, nine six ish, and I couldn't even tell. You know, you really got to study the covers and look at all the dings in it, but it's beyond me. I don't know. I'm not that. You know, you know, you know the thing about this list, like, uh, you know, a couple years ago, you would have had Batman Adventures twelve on this list. Now look at the sales of that book now compared to then. You know, Mm -hmm. no, that's what people need to realize. If you're going to buy a ASM three hundred right now, look at the past movie hype books and just wait a little bit. It'll go down. Yeah. So speaking of top tens, um, there's seemingly a confirmed uh, information that the second season of Iron Fist is going to have ten episodes, which is actually three shorter than the typical thirteen episode shows, right? 
That's really good. That's what I've been screaming. Anytime on my show, when somebody asks me, do I like comic book shows? And I'm always like, I hate them. There's so many episodes. It's too much. And everybody says, yeah, like 10 episodes would be great. So that's yeah. kind of funny that that's what they're doing. Well, I remember Ken- Defenders was only 10 episodes, right? Yeah. Right. And I think Ken- Stranger Things is what? Eight episodes? Eight. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Eight, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what, way to go, man. 13 episodes is way too long for and a And if you're British, you, you're used to six episode TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but they're sometimes like an hour and a half long on on some of them. Right, but I think right. what's interesting is um, each of the 10 episodes is named from an Iron Fist comic story. And uh, an actual guy on social media sent it to it to Finn Jones, and he posted it on his Instagram. So it has each title is based off an Iron Fist comic. We don't have the graphic here, but if you guys go to Finn Jones, who's not a curly-haired fuck, as of yet, <laughs> no, uh, no, we'll see, man. We'll He's re- see. got a reprieve, eh? From the just from the see, trailer. Man, what's, huh? it gonna t- what's it going to take for you to end that hashtag? How good does it have to? You be? know what? Hey, I I put a I put a, fro- a freeze on that hashtag you from did? his okay, appearance okay. from Luke Cage. I was like, all right, okay. I'm gonna give him a chance, man. I'm gonna give him a chance. Right. And the footage I saw that they dropped with him and uh, Steel Serpent were fighting with the yellow yeah. masks on. Right, that looked a little cool too. So it's cool. Important. If he has season two, they've been hyping it up that the fight teams are going to be better. He's been practicing. So, you know, hey, Finn Jones, if you don't you want to this anymore, hashtag right? to go away, <laughs> that hashtag kind of took a life of its own, man. And I was yeah. like, anytime I see it, even though I, I, I post the Iron Fist books that I love, and I still post Finn Jones as a curly hair fuck. And then Finn Jones is a curly hair fuck Friday. Hashtag. So, and if you it notice, like- he, he cut ahead. his hair. So uh, it's hard to tell him. He's like, I don't know who that hashtag is referring to because I don't have curly hair. He's yeah. gonna come knocking at my door and I'm gonna punch him straight in the chest and fuck his ass. Hey, it sounds, I, like they're, sounds like they're I, trying to get it right with the season, man. I mean, we'll see. I think so too. They've got a yeah. lot of money invested into this. I think they've got to really. I think they didn't give up on it. You know what I mean? They tweaked it. They did what they had to do. They cut down your attention span. You know, it's only ten. So I think they want it to work. They have to work. They're financially invested into it, and I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I think it should be really cool. And I think having a new showrunner really helped out because if you if it, it's kind of shocking that they allowed the showrunner of C, of Iron Fist season one also do Inhumans and he also did the last two seasons of Dexter's all horrible TV shows in the history of TV shows is that guy Scott Buck is the guy who did all of them and yeah. we don't even, we don't even say the Inhumans word around here <laughs> they, they destroyed that shit but. It's unbelievable so someday we should talk about the Inhumans because in my opinion if they would have just followed Kirby's you know go layout, back to some of our episodes I think we yeah. just yeah. dug it well, right into the mud on one episode. has a fantastic four back maybe they can release you know they can introduce the Inhumans properly through the FF films right. right right I think if they were smart they wouldn't put Inhumans anywhere near Fantastic Four and try to taint that franchise. Hey, Kevin Feige can do no wrong, man. All hail Feige, man. All hail Feige. Hey, can I say something real quick? Before we move, since we're talking about Feige and Marvel, and I know there was concerns with uh, Guardians Volume 3 because James Gunn is... Oh, is that another topic we have? It's in in the... Yep. I'll save it for the topic. Remind me I have something. So so let's go on. I didn't send out show notes, man. What the hell? Well, let's go on to. I'm a very uh, impromptu type of person. I don't like to be prepared. <laughs> hey, so shut the fuck up. Let's go ahead. on to. All right, go ahead. <laughs> After Cloak and Dagger, who's watching yep. Cloak and Dagger? By the way, this not me. Not awesome. this guy. Yeah. But uh, it looks like the Runaways are going to be moved. Yeah, this is pretty cool, man. For those who didn't have Hulu and weren't unable to see season one of Runaways, which was awesome, by the way. After the season finale, I think this Thursday of Cloak and Dagger, they're going to start showing all the episodes of Runaways. And uh, it 
And, you know, if they cross these two over, it would be awesome because they're kind of the same, right? Kind of young adult, um, you know, Marvel Universe type stuff. But, you know, that's cool, man. So you get to catch up. And season two of Runaways is going to premiere this winter. So that Runaways book is also one of those weird little books that's not a really high print run. Cloak and Dagger hasn't really gotten moved. But you know what? These are both great series that should be slept on. Y'all should watch them, man. Otto, have you seen Runaways or Cloak and Dagger? Well, I have not seen Runaways, but my executive arch for Three Men in a Basement, my boy Pat, Bernie 1869, he was a huge fan of this, and he's like, you got to watch it. So I haven't watched it yet. Um, Roger and I, my co-host and I, talked a little bit about Cloak and Dagger. We've been talking about it recently. We like it a lot. Um, and I was a huge Cloak and Dagger fan since our first appearance in Peter um, Spectacular Spider-Man. I think it was 64, I believe, was your first appearance. Bought that book. Those characters, when they came out, were very controversial because it was when the crack was big in the world and they used chemicals and drugs to augment them and stuff like that. So Cloak and Dagger were very dark characters. It was a very dark story. The Cloak and Dagger, even the miniseries and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. And the, um, I just went and bought the figures because I thought they were really cool. And I like the way Freeform is doing it old school style where you actually have to wait now to watch your shows like we used to have to do it. You can't just binge watch through Back it. Back in the days, um, man, we used to yeah, have to turn the channel with our hands. With the TV antennas, right? The with cooker. the uh-huh. Yeah. So um, I'm going to watch Runaways again. I'm going to actually watch Runaways for the first time. I'm all in on uh, Cloak and Dagger right now. If you're not watching it, you're missing out on something really cool. And I'm going to check yeah. it out. I've, I've, yeah. I haven't given it its credit. I don't know much yeah. about it, but. On, based no, on good. your recommendation, Everett, I'm gonna watch. Hey, that. you know I appreciate that. You know, it's good. Trust, I I did Coke and Dagger. It's got a good like. Uh, it flips the script, right? So yes. it's the the white girl is actually the one that is like the petty street criminal, and the yes. black dude is actually you know going to private school and doing all kinds of things. And what's interesting is they're not. I'm glad they're not romantically involved. They Correct. simply can't because whenever they right. touch. Boom! It's a, a reaction happens. So it's it's really dark. It takes place in New Orleans. I even talked about it. I think on one of somebody's show. I think it'd been on a gem show where on the last episode or two episodes ago, Cloak and Dagger, there was a direct reference to the uh, Netflix universe. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to okay. spoil anything for you. So. Yeah. And I just want to dab um, Biblical Carrot a little bit more here. Their powers are very similar. So their powers in the comic books, you know what I mean? Sometimes they kind of tweak them and stuff like that, but yeah. that's what I really like about it. So they're um, really doing it right. Without giving anything away graphically, like as far as like CGI and stuff, does it yeah. fit? Like, I mean, I remember images in the comics where cloak, you know, he had his huge cloak open and daggers coming through it. Like, is it stuff like that? Yeah. or No, not like that. It's more of his, uh, his, he can kind of teleport things. Daggers powers are dead on. She can create yes. little daggers of light and shit. Mm. So, but what's cool is cloak actually has the cloak on now. So, yes. you know, okay. we don't have dagger in her white fucking disco outfit yet. So I don't oh. know if that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, I, um, I guess there were some rumors that, uh, Fox may be canceling two movies, New Mutants and X Men: uh, Dark Phoenix. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, this is a this is a part of the show what we like to call uh, "fuck the bullshit" and don't listen no, to no, what you it's see. It's a part of the show that is called "Jem said this shit months ago." <laughs> yeah, Jem so said a lot of sites. Jem says a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of sites. And it's all right. It. 
Yeah, a lot of sites have been pushing the narrative that uh, it was one. Uh, it started from one website where he said somebody that's been working on the movie said that the Dark Phoenix and New Mutants films have been canceled. And then people like Grace Randolph, who's dumbass, just always spews out dumb shit. Cosmic Comic News also spews out dumb shit. Ran with it, and then next thing you know, every headline from every website was saying movie's been canceled. Well, guess what? It hasn't been canceled. It's been delayed for reshoots, as we reported here months ago. It's still coming out. There's way too much money invested. They've already shot the films. It would be, it'd make no sense at all to cancel them altogether. Mm -hmm. If anything, they just got to redo some reshoots, maybe. And if anything, that should be a good sign for us because that means they could possibly be shooing them into the MCU. It could just be an end credit scene or quick little reshoots here and there. But it also means that they're confident in their product. You know, uh, even though it is a Fox uh, property, well, was a Fox property, um, it looks like they at least want to get it out or it's a money grab. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Jim and we talked about it too. And Jim and I, and we all talked about how all the X-Men stuff are lining up in the perfect kind of combination. And it just happens to be X-Men and new mutants were just in the middle of filming this. And mm-hmm. the people are seeing, you know, there's been even people, anti-Marvel people have said that, Oh, the dark Phoenix uh, trailer is so bad. They are afraid to show it or this and that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I don't believe that. I, I personally, I want to see a Dark Phoenix movie succeed. I think it's one of the greatest storylines ever told in the comic books is the death of Jean Grey, the, the yeah. rise of the Phoenix, right? What say yeah. you, Jim? Yeah, it's crazy that they did the Dark Phoenix movie after we kind of got that in the third X-Men movie, you know? Um, it, it could still be... That was whack. <laughs> so was that this X-Men one? United? What was that called? The Brett Ratner one. <laughs> the Last Stand. Last the Last Stand. stand. Oh, oh, that but that. the other thing is, um, you know... They, Marvel did release actually today. No, what's today? Yesterday, uh, a Dark Phoenix saga omnibus. When that whole story was already included in the Uncanny X Men Volume Two omnibus, so it does kind of line up with a movie release. Hmm. Maybe they had it planned before all the debacle. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my little inside scoop. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it should be interesting to see it uh, when it comes out. Um, go ahead, Otto. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, what I was going to say was, you know, the, that X-Men run, that 129 to 136, uh, the Hellfire Club introducing all those characters, all those X-Men books, John Byrne, uh, Chris Cl- um, Claremont stuff was just fantastic, right? Epic stuff to me. Um, and these characters, McAvoy, I think is a good Professor X. I think Fazbender is an incredibly, he's a great Magneto. That uh, is a great version of Magneto. I'm happy that they're doing this. I know there's something to do with the reshoots because of... Um, Game of Thrones and stuff like that. So keep it going. I think it should be really cool. I'm excited to see that. The New Mutants I pulled up also because um, you know New Mutants first appeared in Marvel Marvel's graphic novel number four, and that's a Claremont book. And Bob McCloud, did, I think it was McCloud. You um, do a whole episode on how to tell the different fucking printings on that <laughs> graphic yeah, novel. Yeah, sure. but when I was looking at it, I was really interested to see that they are. There's a few characters that have to be in it. They have to have Cannonball. They have to have Sunspot. Um, Lalandra, I'm pretty, I've never really gotten into her character. She came out later on in like New Mutants, like 26, I believe. I know my buddy, uh, Nemesis Prime, Justin, he's got like 15 copies, maybe even 20. He's buying that up. 
some of the other characters I think were pretty cool. Uh, Moonstar is going to be cool. Wolfsbane, you know, Wolfsbane's a cool character. She was kind of like the Wolverine, kind of the feral character. Um, and I know they were talking about this might be like a horror film, guys. Is that right? The way they were yeah, saying Yeah, remember yeah. there was a trailer that dropped, and it was definitely horror-themed. And we saw the chick from uh, Game of Thrones who plays the youngest, uh, the, 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 the daughter. She's playing yeah. Wolfsbane. Um, I don't think there was a cannonball, but that's what's interesting is there was a damn trailer that dropped and nothing happened. So it's, uh, it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, the people at Fox are like, look, we're waiting for this whole Marvel Fox deal to come through and happen. And, you know, and, and then we'll go from there. So uh, I believe that's a segue, Ryan. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of Fox and Disney, shareholders rejoice. The mouse <laughs> is in the house. Actually, this is interesting because we keep on hearing it's been approved and it's been approved. Well, now it's been approved by both. So both right. the Fox shareholders and uh, Disney shareholders had to approve the deal. So we are full steam ahead and we're just waiting FCC regulatory things going through. Do you when do you think it's going to happen this year, Jim, that we're going to get an announcement that Marvel is finally going to come on and say, we got a little something for you? Is it right there? I don't know. I, I think something's going to happen, you know, so um, something's going to happen pretty soon with this. You're going to have to see some things going on. So it's pretty interesting to see what goes on. No, it's interesting. Uh, you know what? It, it, what's funny is the regulatory stuff is kind of already taken care of itself. It's been waiting for them to make a decision. Yeah. And remember, well, that wasn't there a lawsuit? Uh, one guy or someone yeah, filed a lawsuit. I'm pretty to sure stop the it. other shareholders are like, "Hey, man, yeah, yeah. we need to stop with right. this shit. We're trying to get paid. <laughs> right. We need to just." Could, could you, know, you imagine the money in that room? Like all those guys, there was like 15 people in the room or something like that. Like those guys in there with, you know, like 10 comma clubs in their names, you know what I mean? For yeah. money wise, just making these decisions that we're just like fanboys are like, yes, make this happen, you know? And, and, and then, you it's know, not even I'm, a piece of what it is right. worth, you know what yeah. I mean? And obviously in our world, we like talk about ad nauseum that Fox, you know, we're going to get the X-Men and Fantastic well, Four. But it's like a small percentage of you think what seventy three. You think there were seventy three billion dollars. It's a yeah crumb. Hey, but 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 do you think that uh, Disney would have went after the the properties if it didn't have uh, X Men and Fantastic Four? Yes, because uh, remember they're trying to do this streaming service, and I we went over the list ad nauseum. So Fox owns the rights to uh, replay all the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises. Remember back in the day right. when a Star Wars movie came on, the 21st Century Fox logo? And that's why we see Marvel marathons, Star Wars marathons on Fox, or excuse me, FX, right? So now Disney's like, all right, let's get that back so we can put it on our streaming service. And now when you pay that $10 or whatever to streaming service, you're going to get a shit ton of content, right? Because you can't even get that on Netflix right now. You can get on Amazon, but you have to pay for it. So I think it's it was part of the deal, but I think it was more importantly that they got all these other things. Because I think, uh, and then now it was the Comcast. They're stuck on just trying to buy the satellite provider that's in Europe. And we're like, we don't care. As right. long as we get our stuff over and Kevin Feige can make a new map and make sure Kevin Feige is cancer-free and doesn't get into car accidents. The man needs to just stay live. Stay off Twitter. Stay off oh, social God, media. Don't even uh -huh. know. Well, it's you not, know. Yeah. Let me tell you, not all is well in the Disney world. Um, there was rumor that, uh, and, and maybe a little bit of happiness after a celebrity cast petition was posted online uh, trying to reinstate James Gunn. 
Yeah. But so, uh, unfortunately, it looks like James may still be under the gun. Yeah. We we try to stay away from the story because it got really uh, political and certain mm-hmm. parts of the right and left were battling it out. And I was like, you know, we're going to figure it out. Um, so what we will say is there was a report that came out that James Gunn has a good chance of being rehired. Well, newsflash. There was a report from Variety today, which is a very, very you know reputable news source, where they said people inside Disney are saying the chances of him getting rehired are not good. Apparently, Alan Fine and Bob Iger never knew about the tweets that he made in 2012 or the apology, which I don't mm. know if it's you know them doing damage control, but they they Disney insiders are saying, look, because of the Disney name brand, the mouse and everything, they just can't go forward with this. There's that whole thing with Roseanne, even though what she said was current, and you know, but it just goes, man. Anything you put out to the internet, it stays forever. Yeah. And it, even though we agree or disagree with what he said or when he said it, you as a company, you're still like, you know, they're they're gonna get a lot of flack for this. So well, why do it? So unfortunately, Fox, unfortunately, Disney is a is a children, it, but 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 it's for yeah. it's a children's company. I mean, they are. Yeah. They, guys, they guys, can't enjoy my rise to success now because when my MySpace posts get exposed, <laughs> and the shit that I said when I was a teenager, you'll never I'm be president, or maybe you will. Yeah, if my sexual preferences from Friendster ever show up online, oh <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. Mm-hmm. But so here, here, let's let's spin this. Let's say instead of dwelling on the negative shit and what's going to happen and blame this, that, or the other, let's say who would we like to see replace. James Gunn as the writer director oh, of Guardians. And I'll start with that you, was the Jen. thing I was going to say earlier. And you know who gave me the idea? And you guys might be like, it's obvious as hell, Jim. But I went to go ship some packages at my little postal place I go to, right? And I was talking to the guy. He had a he had an Infinity War playing in there, so we got to talking. Yeah. And he was like, "Yo, they should give it to the dude who directed Ragnarok." Yeah, that's you, you know, know what? what? That I, makes I sense. Think that's the easiest transition wow. because he's already under the umbrella. He has the same kind of comedic uh well timing. you want it to you want the tone to be the same you want the, right. the look to be the same <laughs> has this been talked about because he blew my mind i was like yes yeah. that's exactly no what that is said. that is a mind-blowing revelation i agree i'm with you that is dope yeah that's i think either taika or uh the guys that did ant-man because they're both yeah. are probably the best comedic uh directors and writers yeah here's something I mean, really crazy they but get, to me taika is the ragnarok guy right yeah, Taika Waititi. That just Tahiti. fits yeah. so well in that world. And man, they have the humor down, but it's real world based, right? But this guy, he got it. Right. I'm my. I just want to refresh this. This is funny because this was a blackball. You know what I mean? Somebody blackballed. Somebody gun must have pissed somebody off to leak this information again. You know what I yeah, mean? You're did. not going to go. It was that one guy, right? Tebow knows. It about. was all right. So, in trying to stay uh, apolitical and not yes. politicize this, right? James Gunn is a outright critic of donald trump and frequently okay. tweets about you know donald gotcha. trump okay okay so yeah, right wing media breitbart uh you know is uh who's that crazy grim reaper dude from uh used to be in trump's campaign uh the guy that looks like he's 80 years old he's only 60 what the founder of breitbart news one of the guys on breitbart and it was also another right wing blogger who brought it up who was arguing with james gunn on twitter and then that's when it was gotcha. brought up so it was right. so the right wing bloggers made up the point like hey you guys fired Roseanne, who is a Trump supporter. Why aren't you firing James Gunn? Right. And by that okay, time, okay, there was okay. just such a, a turmoil going on. You know, so it's always the right. same thing. The the right wing political or you know the 
conservatives always saying right. the Hollywood Democratic leaders. The guy that exposed it was even more nutso about it, where he has a conspiracy that there's a, a Hollywood pedophile ring that James Gunn is a part of. All right. So this is like, see, this is why this show is so great, because you get educated just by being on it. You know what I mean? So I wasn't no, aware of that. I and, actually posted you know, that guy's uh, tweets on the Lords of the Longbox Facebook page where he himself was making rape jokes back yep. in 2014. He said, like, he, what did second, he say? Dude. He said, uh, right. date rape isn't rape. Exactly. Um, and he so, was, there was no ironic joking. There was no sarcastic tone. There was, he was not joking. Right. But because right. he doesn't, He's not owned by a parent company like Disney or CBS or ABC. You know what I mean? He can kind of yeah. say what he well, wants. Yeah. You're a no. free, you're a free yeah. independent, uh, so whatever. It's the, it's a culture of, of, uh, social media in 2018 where your, uh, civilian identity is not really separated from your corporate identity. But let me tell you, uh, James isn't the first person to get fired because they put some stupid shit on Facebook. Um, of course, plenty of, of course. plenty, plenty of, uh, civilians, if you want to call them civilians have been fired because of dumb shit like that. Yeah. So it's not, this isn't a new thing, right? Yeah. Don't hit send. You know what I mean? Right. Don't hit right. Well, I mean, there is a guy I, who yelled out racist stuff against his black dude. Right. Yeah. And it was done from his truck. Uh, his company name was on it. So this, this dude recorded him, And then this, now this guy was crying, man, I can't get any work in my town because now I'm labeled a racist. Fuck, you think? Why would you yeah, call him no. the N-word and say I no, followed no. him all the way home? And it's like, you know, so, you know, James Gunn, he came out and he said, you know, I admit it, but then there's like the professional baseball players recently, mm -hmm. right? There's yeah, things right. that they said, you know, when they were 17 and they were like, well, I was young and dumb and this and that. So, unfortunately, it, it's all who you work for. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Brandon Stoisky hit me with the thing that I always think about. How did Robert Downey Jr. get a second chance? He he woke up in some kid's bed or something, right? Some no, crazy. He was just, he was just in rehab a bunch of times. He was just a, yeah, just a bad drug. No, but didn't, didn't something happen where he woke up in a stupor in some other person's house and he was in like the baby crib or the, the kid's uh, bed? Not with the kid, but in some, right. that's what I heard. Wasn't that yeah, the movie was Less Than Zero? Him. You know? Back in the 80s, we just called out a Saturday morning shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was... I think, I think that scene was in the movie. I just want to stick with this real quick. Just get Mark Hamill to play High Evolutionary in, in Guardians of the uh, Galaxy 3, and I'll be happy, okay? That's got to happen. Well, hey. <laughs> I was really stoked for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because I'm sitting on a bunch of Warlock books. I'm going to tell you right, right. now. I've been yeah. collecting Warlock for a while, and I was like... Well, I really like where they're going with the cosmic stuff. And so, you know, it, it's a shame that it happened this way, but it just shows you the vitriol that's on social media. And your boy TiVo had got it firsthand when I was talking about how people were uh, anti, where they kept on saying SJW, anti-diversity. Okay, and I had all the trolls attacking my channel. And so there's a whole thing out there, Jim, when we talked about this offline and you went down the rabbit hole, what did you find? You found some crazy shit, right? So what, uh, about the views? Yes. So, you know, the, the channels that promote the, you know, anti-SJW, they have thousands and thousands of followers and their, and their view, their videos with SJW in the title get thousands of views, like tens of thousands. Yeah. But other videos they post that don't have that shit, be getting nothing. 400 views. Yeah, nothing. Nobody cares about you, bro. They just want the gossip. Yeah. They want it. They want the hate. Yeah. Right. It's so that just shows you how vitriolic social media has gotten right the, hey we did a pgx video where we slammed them and shit that got a bunch of views yeah. right i mean that's why i'm gonna start doing uh mc so hate is gonna be uh mc hate on, that's right uh, 
on our channel just hate That's everything. Right. Uh, go check out my fun. Venom reaction trailer right now. Uh, well, not right now. After the show, you'll yeah. see lots of hate. I haven't seen. I haven't seen gems yet either. So I'm gonna go back and watch. But it. hey, something we can't hate, and it wouldn't be a Lords of Longbox show unless we talked about it. A little bit of Star Wars news coming at you guys. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. Star Wars is one of the main things that there's an anti uh, community about, but this is pretty cool. Um, Is they announced a cast for episode nine. And there's actually, I think they're like, uh, what's JJ Abrams showed like his first video uh, clip of the day. Yeah, it was a picture of a a camera and a blurred out. Boyega I'm surprised J.J. Abrams didn't put a lens flare on that picture as well. But anyway, uh, what's cool is they announced the cast, and we kind of already know who's in it. Mark Hamill is coming back, obviously, probably as a, a force ghost. Uh, Billy D. Williams coming back. Billy D. Every time. He's coming back as Lando Calrissian because probably, you know, uh, it's probably because Childish Gambito did such a good job of it mm-hmm. on Han Solo, which I still enjoy, by the way. I didn't yep. find people uh, hating on Han Solo so bad. Um, Carrie Fisher is named in it. So apparently they're going to use unaired, uh, unused footage that they had from the force awakens and the last, creepy. Jedi. um, so, <laughs> That's well, they got to send her out the right way. I believe there was a hashtag called, uh, Carrie something. I believe JLS comics knows about it. I'll look them up on Twitch. There's a hashtag for Carrie away or something like that. So, um, and th- there's also another casting. Well, what's her name? The girl from the Americans is going to be in it. Um, Carrie, what's R- Russell? Carrie no. Russell is also casting yes. it, so yep. uh, we got all the re- original cast. So we're moving really quick on this, man. It's supposed to be coming out next year. Mm-hmm. So once episode nine comes out, all the fanboys can hate on it again, so, and then really hate on it when Ryan Johnson does the next Ooh. trilogy. But that's pretty neat that they're moving on uh, with it, and hopefully we'll get some other news. What any of that casting surprise you all? I, or do you think? Let me ask you. Let me frame the question like this. I mean, it's. Here's the thing, man. When we do a news show, all you guys have already talked about it. So what we'd like to try to do is to frame the news of the day into a question. And then I ask the panel members and hopefully Jem is awake and can answer it. <laughs> so do you think, and I asked Jem this first, do you think uh, this casting was in any way of Lucasfilm throwing the fans a bone, be the fake or real outrage of Han Solo and, um, the last Jedi. And by the way, the last Jedi made like $1.3 billion. So apparently not that, a lot of people were that pissed off about it, but I would tell you that the people who yeah. were pissed out about it were the loudest, right? There wasn't a bunch of videos of people saying, I love Star Wars, but there's a ton of videos of saying, I hate Star Wars. So it's just the negative uh, minority just happens to be the loudest. So, you know, you know, I, The Last Jedi, I liked it. I didn't find there was anything wrong with it, but a lot of people felt their childhood was raped, <laughs> blah, 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 et cetera. Yeah. So, uh, so we could talk about this all night. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask Jim, who's not a huge Star Wars fan. Do you think this casting of a lot of the original trilogy characters is to throw the, the fan base a bone, the fan base For that sure. felt that and, they were angry? Yeah. And it's probably coming from the top. It's probably coming from oh, the executives. Yeah. Like, listen, we need to get back to our roots. Everybody's pissed off about these new characters. Let's bring it back to the good old days. And well, sure uh, see, my problem is if you want that, go back and watch episode four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. These are new movies for the new generations. They're not our movies. We've said that a billion times. Um, I enjoy them because of the nostalgia that I get from watching a Star Wars movie. So Plus far, they're just old as fuck, dude. Jerry yeah. Fisher, Mark Hamill, right. But if they want to do a new trilogy, they have to out with the old and in with the new. You're getting Change. a little bit of buffer. You're getting yeah. these. these. Hey, look, they killed Han. They killed Luke. Leia, uh, I'm sure uh, uh, Princess Leia is going to 
some something's going to happen and Billy right. D something's going to happen. They're getting rid of the top characters to push forward for the new. And this that's what we're going to get. Yeah. We're getting new. So get over this, it. Get over it. This is closure of the Skywalker right. stories. Right. This is closure right. of the Skywalker stories. What do they call it? What is it? A sextilogy? I don't know. Is that the correct word? Is that the correct word? Centuplet? I don't know. That sounds kicky, little Ryan. I'm going to have to Google that. (laughs) You know, Uh, this is is real funny because the, this episode nine, to think back to when I saw uh, four, five, and six, to think that we would ever be at nine is just amazing. You know what I mean? And you can think of whatever you want about it. I'm on TiVo's side. Han Solo was a good movie. It just wasn't a force-driven movie with Jedi's, lightsabers, and dark Jedi. It was a, it was a story that was well done. Um, it just came out at a bad time. I think it was kind of tough. But when we're talking about these movies, when you re when you reintroduce Billy D. Williams and stuff like that, you're bringing me, you know, a father of three kids to the movies, to who are they're watching the younger characters. So now we're going. We're talking about generations of families going to see Star Wars, not just you know one guy and you know I don't know a bunch of guys going to see Star Wars, whatever. You've got generations of family members that are going to see this. Right. So this is a really a great move to to keep the Star Wars going forever. Yep. You know, and it probably will. And you know what? If you make twenty things, people are going to hate on. One or two things, but in that is a lot of great gems that you, as a Star Wars fan, you guys might think I'm a Star Trek fan after Fanboy Fight Club. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm still blown away by that episode. (laughs) But I, but I think though that this is a great move to keep generations. I mean, you got grandkids going in there now, you know, and you know, good Lord will, and my kids will take their kids, and it's just going to keep going. And now that Disney has the Star Wars theme park that's going to open, I don't know. This is just a Star Wars. Star Wars Land is going to be huge when it opens up at both Disney parks. So okay, so. Me, Otto, and Ryan are probably close to the same age. Jem is like, what, 39, 40? Well, how old are you, man? I'm 34. <laughs> so he wasn't, he, he wasn't probably aware of the, the fanboy excitement of when the prequels came out. And all the people that really hate this current iteration of Star Wars, what a Fuck where you guys were yep. when the prequels come out because that shit was Bro. painful, son. They probably weren't born yet, to be Revenge honest. Jedi, uh, Reven- Revenge of the Sith, I-, I think, is a great movie, actually. The, I really pr- the pricks Revenge. that are yeah, talking, like the, 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 the yeah. pricks yeah. that we're talking. Is, yeah, but Attack of the Clones, like half it is Wah. unwatchable. The, the love scenes rolling around, but the arena with all the Jedi throwing down, badass. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the council meetings were wet. Yeah, yeah. too much yeah. politics. Uh, too much but politics. even the first movie, the pod races, fucking incredible right um, in the theater to see the pod and, and darth really Maul. really cool and darth Maul, so, stuff like that of the prequels you could take uh all three movies and make one long three-hour good movie <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the best way <laughs> but you know what back then we said thank you and we watched it we stood yeah. in line and watched the fucking uh phantom menace because it was star wars man then. we didn't right. think we were ever gonna get another star wars movie ever never, exactly. ever ever so so as much as they got flack, guess what? I'm glad they exist. Yeah. And like my generation, my kids have watched one, two, and three also. You know what I mean? And there's you know stuff what? that they like. Your kids, or there's probably kids that actually like Jar Jar Binks. Right, right. Well, God, and you know Simon Pegg? Kill. You know Simon Pegg, who mm-hmm. used to have that British show, Spaced? Mm-hmm. And there's an ongoing skit where he just trashes, trashes Jar Jar Binks, right? Because in the show Space, he's a huge Star Wars fan. And he just trashes Jar Jar Binks. And now he says, you know what? I actually apologize for that because I see the vitriol that is around now and they can say, hey, Simon Pegg did it. And he goes, you know, but he was doing it in light and having fun with it. He said, I wasn't out to go and kill Jar Jar Binks where people are saying, you know, but it's, but you know, for all the things that people hate about the Star Wars movies, I mean, all the great stuff that has come out 
uh, ancillary to it, like the animators, the Clone Wars, Rebels, and the new Clone Wars. Man, that stuff is really good. So, like, if you if you wait every two or three years for a Star Wars movie and you're not you don't like it, there's tons of stuff in between that you can enjoy. The comic Mm -hmm. books, the extended universe, the animated stuff. So, I mean, it's I mean, we're lucky that they bought it to begin with. That George Lucas sold it to Disney and Disney still ran with it so that Disney said, look, we can make movies for eternity as mm-hmm. long as we want to. And that's what Ryan Johnson is going to do. So after the Skywalker trilogy is done or the six, whatever the fuck Ryan said with six movies, <laughs> a sex, uh, we're going to be done with, I, yeah. I call it the Skywalker story, right? Cause it's about Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. It's essentially their story. So then Ryan Johnson is going to be doing the next trilogy and we don't have to get into this debate, but you know, the whole thing about Ray has to be a Skywalker. No, because Yoda wasn't didn't have famous parents. Mace Windu didn't have any famous parents. So anybody could use it. Just that's why in the last shot I had a scene with the boy with the broom. Just goes to show you the force can be within anybody. And hopefully right. that's not a midichlorian count. Because you know what? No. If it was, this show would be midichlorians out the yin yang, son. Jeez. Oh, oh my God. But I think that's it for the day, man. We had a great show, almost 90 minutes. Thank you guys all for hanging out with us, man. Thanks to everybody out on Twitch. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Everybody on Twitch is saying, well, there should be a comic book channel. I agree. That's why we're putting the content on Twitch to force Twitch to conform to us. (laughs) More comic book uh, content. We're coming for you. It's all video game stuff. So uh, and and uh, uh, welcome to our iTunes listeners too. Um, yeah, shout out to all the iTunes on uh, podcast. Check us out on uh, Lords of Long Box. Just put in Lords of Long Box on YouTube. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Instagram. It, we all over the place. We're spreading like an incurable disease. The black plague of all you suckers. <laughs> Any last words, Otto? When's the next Three Men in the Basement show? Yeah, well, Three Men in the Basement. Um, Three Men in the Basement is our little YouTube channel that we got going on. It's me and my buddy, uh, Bernie1869, and Roger Levesque. We do it out of my basement. We're here down here at the grotto. We've got a few things coming on. Um, we do it about every two weeks, just because we're real busy right now. But Terrific Con, um, I'm in Connecticut. Terrific Con is a huge comic con. That's at Mohegan Sun. We're going to do a build-up video to that. If you were to go on the Terrific Con website, you'll see all the artists. Lou Ferrigno is going to be there. There's, well, I'm excited to meet tons of different, hundreds of comic book artists are going to be there, big names. Uh, we're going to do a preview of what we want to get signed, and then I'm going to try to do a live show from the Terrificon show in the in the hotel casino if I can pull that off. So um, look for two new shows in the next month before Terrificon. So guys, uh, go on our YouTube channel, Three Minute Basement, give us some subs. We're grassroots. A lot of it is just making fun of ourselves, making fun of comic books, and just trying to keep everything fun because this is enjoyment, pure enjoyment for everybody. Coming on this show for 90 minutes talking about stuff that is fun and happy and just stuff that you know makes you feel like a kid again is fantastic that's the same thing we try to do with three men in a basement and so thank you very much for having me on guys this has been fantastic so no let me warn you in advance lou frigno is a dick i'm gonna just tell no, you come on, he can't come on he's a real <laughs> asshole every time i see him at a con he's a real asshole to take a picture really? of him he charges 40 bucks man I'll pay it, but for okay. deaf dude, he hears everything you say, man. He's an asshole. Exactly. Hopefully, you okay. I do. I should. I should. What so. up, Jim Tickler? What you got? So you know, I always got a lot going on. We're still dropping daily videos every single day, um, seven days a week. Uh, we're gonna do our live show this Saturday at eight PM Eastern, like we always do. But next Saturday, so I like the idea of when we travel, we do our live show from other locations and shit like that, right? 
So next Saturday, August 11th, we rented uh, like one of those party halls, like a little clubhouse. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Community pool. So was that? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't think this one's attached to like an apartment complex or anything. It's actually got a bounce house in there and shit. Anyway, um, we're inviting all the local El Paso, Phoenix, uh, uh, Geminites to come meet us out there. We're going to do the live show from there. They, they can be on camera if they want. They don't have to be, but we're going to have a keg. We're going to be barbecuing and shit, and we're going to have a good-ass time. There you go, right. man. So uh, any you Tubanites, any you Geminites, mm-hmm. any you IG Comic Lords, any of you Twitchian, Twatchians, if you're in the El Paso area, <laughs> go hit them up. Go uh, hurt yourself in a bounce house. And nothing worse than seeing a bunch of grown-ass men in a bounce house. Somebody's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're gonna come there and they're gonna come to pick up their bounce houses all deflated and broken and shit with fucking broken bottles inside Bottle, not- beer bottles in it oh my god yo live stream that son I'd, I'd like to see that ryan any last words i only got a couple um for everyone who won an auction books are going out tomorrow there was an issue with my uh usps account but it's all fixed and books are ready to go and they'll be shipped tomorrow um Thanks again for joining us. Happy to be uh, our Twitch invasion. Hopefully it's successful. Hopefully we keep going with it. Um, YouTube, as always, thank you for joining us and see you next time. Yeah, thank you to all you uh, Twitchanites. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to call you Twitchanites. All right. Um, yeah, all of my books from the live auction. Thanks for everybody participating. They've already been shipped. Uh, next live auction, hopefully, will be August 11th because I still got some books that I didn't get to finish raffling or uh, auctioning because we didn't want to go into uh, Jim Mint's live show. That's so right. There we go. We're respectful, we're, you know. We're respectful. We ran two hours and we, I still got some books. So uh, in the next few days, uh, we do we may do a preview video uh, by this weekend if we have some live auctions. For those of you on iTunes, uh, check out Lords of the Long Box on YouTube. We do a live auction uh, where we auction off comic books and you get some killer deals. We had some slabs, first appearances, maybe even a spider ham. You never know it. <laughs> but Jim won't be bidding on it, though. But other people will. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for joining us. 90 minutes. We're signing off. Until next time, boys and girls, you know what to say. Keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. <laughs>